In the 2011 UK census, 60% of the population um, stated their religion was Christian, um, with only 6% saying they go to church regularly. Um, we've seen that on an animation, which I'll refer to again um, later on. 91% of this group that call themselves Christians have stated that as their religion um, in the UK are white. Um, and about one in five of them are, are also over the age of 65. So that might give you a bit of an idea of the demographic of Christians in our country. Um, the Metropolitan Borough of Knowlesley in Manchester, in Merseyside um, has the highest proportion of Christians, with 81% of them saying that, they, um, that they're Christians. So I do wonder how many churches they have. Um, well, the, the 2021 census statistics are due to come out um, a week on Tuesday, and I'm really interested to see um, how that's changed over the last decade. So to begin with, I'd like us to think a bit about how we introduce ourselves. Um, I want you to try and turn to someone um, now that perhaps you don't know very well or you don't know at all. Um, and if that means a bit of moving around, that's absolutely fine. And I just want you to introduce yourself maybe with three or four sentences um, or different points and just talk about yourself a little bit. So yes, do that now. Find someone you don't know very well and introduce yourselves. Okay, I'm just going to ask you to bring those conversations to the end. Move back if you've moved somewhere. So how did you and your partner or your group define themselves? People usually start with their relationships, their family relationships. Maybe that's jobs. Um, maybe it's something about your appearance, something you like doing, a passion or a hobby. Um, maybe it's even to do with your gender and sexuality, which is um, really quite an important thing at the moment. These are very easy things to, to describe yourself with other people. It's very easy things to say when you're introducing yourself. Um, I wonder, maybe just by a show of hands, how many people said they were Christian? Yeah, I thought, uh, I wondered how many people would say that. And I guess because you're in a church, it's a very easy thing to say when you're introducing yourselves to people. Um, we started our frontline series in the book of 1 Peter with Chris at the beginning. Um, and we saw that Peter had written this letter to early Christians who were scattered across what we now know as Turkey. Um, well, it's in this same book that we're going to continue today um, under whoever we are. Now, uh, this is completely unplanned, but our first, um, our first few verses today is actually what Jorinda read um, during our worship. Um, and I've asked Anna to come and read for us, please. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. If we can make that slide a bit bigger. There we go. Just leave that there for a second. There are so many emotive 
and powerful words and phrases um, in these few verses. And it can be very easy to skip over um, what I believe are three very important words. That you may. Verse 9 is very encouraging and a very uplifting reminder of how God sees us as Christians. But that's only the first part of what's written here. It's out of this identity that our outward expression comes. Declaring his praises through prayer, worship and spreading the good news about God's mercy and salvation. But practically, how do we share our faith as the key part of our identity? Uh, Well, I want to tell you a a few stories about my mum, which are very embarrassing. Uh, Lou's already giggling because I'm sure she knows what's coming next. Um, So here's a picture of me and my lovely mum. If uh, if you ever meet her, she's very outgoing like me, um, very um, extrovert, loves talking to people, um, quite confident. Um, So I want to tell you a bit about something that happened when I was a teenager um, that was incredibly embarrassing. Um, So my mum and dad have always um, had on their heart um, to be evangelists um, and to reach out to to non-Christians. They met when they were doing YWAM, Youth with a Mission, um, and that's gone all the way through to them now church planting abroad. Um, So it was always something that was was very, um, just as a family we were all part of. Um, So when I was 11, my, uh, my parents moved, my sister and I, into the heart of the very rough um, council estate in the town that we lived, um, which was where our church were trying to reach out to. That was sort of their the community that we were trying to, trying to serve. Um, so, yes, we, we were the only family at the time that my mum and dad said, well, you know, we've, you've got to be in amongst these people, so let's move our children into this very uh, rough council estate. There was quite a lot of crime, very um, chaotic families and lives, um, and I'm sure you can imagine that it was just a very difficult neighbourhood to live in, a lot of poverty. Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's where they moved us. Um, in, when I was about um, 15... Um, my sister and I, we, we went with my mum and dad to Seville for Christmas, which was brilliant and it was lovely and beautiful. Um, and some of the things that they do to decorate over there is they have these big red banners, um, which I'm going to show you a picture of my mum with it now, I think. There we go. Can we make that a bit bigger and you can see the banner? Uh, so it has this very creepy image of baby Jesus. Um, and the words on it say something like, um, God is born, uh, happy Christmas. And now these are everywhere in Seville at Christmas um, and variations of them. Um, and that's kind of a big thing. My mum bought these and she thought, this is brilliant. I love this. I mean, this just symbolizes um, the, the Catholic culture, really, in, in, in Spain. Very red, very kind of holy, um, holy looking baby. But yeah, my mum thought, oh, brilliant. I'll get one of these and I'll fly it outside our house. <laughs> 
which is exactly what she did. And not only were we in this estate, but we also lived on the main bus route that served the estate. And it was just as, you know, as a 15-year-old, just something I absolutely wanted to die about. Um, People would go past on the bus and they'd be laughing and pointing. And, you know, these these were people that didn't really have many Christmas decorations up at all around the streets. And when the kids came around to look at the lights, this is what they got. I mean, you know, he can't be any more kind of, here is baby Jesus at Christmas. Um, so yeah, that, that's something that was incredibly embarrassing. Um, another story. So, um, at Halloween, um, we, you know, we didn't do Halloween. That wasn't something we celebrated. And when it came to trick or treaters, um, rather than just kind of either have a sign on the door that says we don't do trick or treating or just opening the door and saying, no, sorry, we haven't got any sweets. My mum thought it was a brilliant idea to have these leaflets. Jesus is the real treat. And not only what would happen is the kids would knock on the door and she'd open it and they'd go, trick or treat. And she would say, oh, no, we don't do that here. I don't have any sweets, but I do have something I can give you. Whips out this leaflet from a massive pile by the front door. Whips out this leaflet, not only gives it to the children and starts telling the children about Jesus, she then proceeds to look up and start telling the parents about Jesus. And, you know, these kids come along and they just want to, you know, get a few sweets and go away again. Well, no, they're going to regret knocking on our door. And this was something else I used to cringe about and go, oh, mom, why can't we just put a sign up that says we don't do Halloween and that's fine? Anyway, there you go. If you ever meet my mum, you can laugh about these things. Lou laughs about these things with my mum all the time. Um, So, where did I get to? So yeah, if you ever find it hard to talk about Jesus, um, I suggest you find a role model like my mum. I don't think I'm ever going to be like my mum. In fact, I think she's put me off being like my mum sometimes. Um, But she's definitely a very good person to look to um, for inspiration about how to share your faith. And so I've asked Anna to bring us our second reading um, from today, uh, which is from 1 Peter 4, which again, um, if we can have that big on the slide, that'd be brilliant. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Have you ever got into a lift and you can still smell the person that's just got out? Whether that's some lovely perfume or whether they've just been for their cigarette break. Well, this is exactly the kind of process we see here. Um, I love that animation. There it is. I don't know if we can have that a bit bigger. Um, The animation I was talking about earlier with the red dots that we've seen before. Um, So the six red dots we have here are the ones that have gone out and are amongst um, some non-Christians. And actually, I really love that um, the red dots start to make the grey dots glow a bit pink around them. 
I'm not sure what the answer is, um, but it'd be really interesting to know how much of this um, kind of rubbing off on people is through people talking directly to their friends about Jesus or praying with them or inviting them to church or how much is just because of our lives that they see and our decisions and our thought processes. This passage um, tells us about using our gifts to speak to others, to serve others. Um, Sorry. This passage tells us about using our gifts to serve others, um, to speak the words of God. But again, um, there are a few small and important words. We can have that bit. There we go. So that. All of this is for a purpose. Living life by the rules is great, but it means nothing unless God is praised through Christ Jesus. When I was preparing for this talk, um, I was listening to another speaker who was also um, doing this Whoever We Are from Frontlines, and he said something really good. The only Bible people may read ever is through our lives, thinking, and behavior. Our friends, family, clients, neighbors, colleagues, Uh, the people that you meet at the school gate, the people that you meet at a coffee morning, um, they will notice how we are. Once you tell someone you're a Christian, um, they may not want you to tell them anything more, but the intrigue they have might, uh, might encourage them to look a bit more at you. In my last job, the team I worked in, it was a small team, um, and none of them were Christians, but they knew that I was a Christian um, because I'd say things like, oh, I'm going to church this weekend, or I'm helping with church youth group tonight. Um, And I was there for six years uh, with no opportunity to talk about Jesus. Anytime I mentioned church, there was no kind of, oh, I didn't know you go to church, or, oh, what do you do there? Every time I tried to start the conversation, um, there wasn't really any way in. Um, But I was really surprised that a couple of times I was faced with the question, that's not very Christian of you. Whether that meant I was um, getting involved in some gossip or whether that meant I was showing my frustration and anger at something, that's not very Christian of you. And I found that really interesting, that actually the way I was was rubbing off on them. I wasn't explicitly, you know, like my mum going, Jesus loves you. But what I was doing, the decisions I was making, and what was in my heart was rubbing off on them. Whatever their understanding of being a Christian was, I certainly wasn't meeting that expectation. Before I finish, um, I just want to take some time to acknowledge some of the ways in which we see ourselves and, and, you know, would exclude ourselves from the whoever bracket. 
This could be because you feel like you sin too much, you get involved in too much sinning. Maybe you don't come to church as much as you like or as much as you feel like you should. Maybe you you don't want to. Uh, Maybe you're a bit shy, impatient, um, too busy, maybe. Um, Or maybe you're just doubting, doubting your faith a bit. And you think, how can I possibly um, share Jesus? How can I possibly show Jesus' love if I'm doubting that? I would suggest that everyone here today relates to at least one of these things right now. Whilst we don't have the time to talk through these things this morning, um, I just want to encourage you and declare that God's love is is complete and unconditional. I nearly said incomplete then. (laughs) Through all our failings and imperfections, God's love is complete and unconditional. Um, As we were singing earlier, we have been chosen not forsaken. God is for us, not against us. So here is my bottom line today. Whoever we are, we are chosen for a purpose. Now, I don't know if this will help you remember it through the week, um, but the, the children's leader in me has some actions for this. Um, so, and I'm not expecting you to do them. I'm just help it, hoping that by me doing, you know, this will, will maybe help you remember. But whoever we are, we are chosen for a purpose. So, just, you know, maybe me doing some air hostess might keep that with you. Okay. I'm just going to pray for us now. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, thank you that you see us and care for us, that you have chosen us to be your special possession. Sometimes this can be really hard to comprehend, and I pray that each day your spirit will reveal more of you so that we may grow in faith and love you more and more. Thank you for making me, me. For all our differences and individualities. For everything that makes us unique and special to you. You see and know our hearts and know what those barriers are that make us exclude ourselves from your chosen people. I pray that you'd break down these barriers so that we will know your love for us is unconditional. Please help us use the gifts you have given us and the places you have put us in to love those around us on our front lines so that they may know how much you care for them. Amen. Uh, Our takeaway this week is a postcard, another postcard. Um, on one side, it's got, um, you won't be able to see it, but it says, um, it says things like image bearers and friends of Jesus and chosen people. 
um, temples of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I just want you to take this away. Um, you'll have a quick chance now. Um, what I want you to write on the back um, is, is some of the gifts or some of the things about you that God has given you specifically to use. We're not all going to be like my mum. We're not, we're not always going to be out there shouting from the streets. But actually, it's really important to look at the gifts that God's given us and use those every day to serve him that that might rub off on other people. Right. Could I have a couple of people to help give the cards out? Um, as we're getting the cards and starting to think about what it is that God's given you, those unique things about you, those gifts that you have, we're going to have a couple of response songs that are going to come up on the video. Um, feel free to sit and listen or sit and watch or pray, ask God what those things are, how can he use you, whoever you are. <laughs>